Welcome, listeners, to Micro Key On Air's third edition podcast, where we are squarely facing the pain of change. I am your ever-engaging and witty host, Meredith Stone, and I head up Micro Key University. I am joined today by Micro Key Solutions president and co-host with the most, Victoria Farrow. Hi, Victoria. How you doing? Hey, Meredith. Feeling epic. It's a beautiful day today. Are you ready for all of our listeners to witness and analyze how you dealt with a significant personal and professional change in your life? I am ready. This edition of MicroKey On Air is going to be a little different. It will consist of our feature presentation with some alarming humor, of course. Our feature presentation today is a company president getting real about an issue that challenges every single one of us, and that is dealing with change. We are actually going to walk with Victoria through her experience of getting a brand new phone, a change that could throw off her whole personal and business life if it doesn't go smoothly. And we're going to get to listen to her own experience. And then after she goes through the process of using the new phone, and we're going to get to analyze her responses to this and learn what was effective and ineffective and how she dealt with the pain of change. And of course, the goal, as always, is that you walk away with at least two tips you can use to support you and your staff in changing to increase the efficiency and profitability of your business. Well, Victoria, can we listen to the first clip of your experience surrounding your decision to get a new phone? And we promise we won't judge. I guess I don't have a choice. No, (laughs) No, absolutely. Absolutely. Let's do it. We don't have any Judge Judy's out there today, right, listeners? So here we go. Let's play the clip. Okay. Hi, everyone. Victoria Farrell, president of MicroKey Solutions here. I wanted to jump online and talk to you a little bit today about the pain of change and change management. So there is indeed a real fear of pain of change, and it can be actually paralyzing. And I'm going to share a personal experience where I am falling into the trap of the pain of change and holding on to some older technology that is no longer serving me because I'm afraid of new technology and afraid to change. So this here is an iPhone 7 Pro. In my role within the company, I spend a good amount of time working with our mobile app developers. So I'll be testing new screens. I'll be testing new versions. I will be reviewing design on the mobile applications through. Um, we I do this for our Tech Pro application, for our web dealer application, for our mobile VO, um, and now also for a, a new product that we have, MK Synergy. And then I also will utilize this device to perform demonstrations. And I'm able to actually screen share what I'm showing on my phone to the computer through the Zoom meetings or through the team meetings that we have. So this is a really, really important device for me in regards to my role in the company with the mobile app development and working with potential and and existing customers. And then also we have a really active social media, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, that I have to share different things, connect with some of our partners. From a professional perspective, I have this device in my hand probably 50% of the day on and off. And being plugged into the wall is pretty inconvenient. 
Now I've changed out this battery once from the original battery. I went to Apple, had them, you know, change it out. And then a couple, I don't know, maybe I got another nine months out of it. The device started draining again. I could get approximately maybe two hours, hour, hour and a half sometimes, depending if I'm streaming, streaming things on the device. And coworkers, family members will be like, Victoria, why don't you upgrade your phone? I'm sure that you are eligible for an upgrade at this time. And two reasons. One reason is I'm cheap and this is a good phone and I didn't want to um, be wasteful and just get a new device to get a new device. Um, but the primary reason is the fact that the models beyond this phone no longer have this little home button. So my kids have newer phones than I do. And oftentimes they will show me their phone, you know, share a video and it doesn't have the home button and I'm confused and I'm lost. And I'm like, how do you do this? And I'm pressing all over and clicking the side buttons and trying to figure out how you go into another application or exit that and get to the home screen and get to another application. And I find it very confusing and frustrating and, you know, thinking about transitioning to a new device that I'm going to, you know, need when I work the next day and having that pain of not knowing how to navigate the device is extremely stressful. And therefore I have been holding on to this device long beyond its life cycle. So thinking about practicing what I preach, thinking about the adage, you can't teach an old dog new tricks and how I speak against that adage on a daily basis I really wanted to take a leap of faith and I wanted to challenge myself to give up the dependency on something that I find comfortable. And I want to take you on this journey with me as I embark on um, giving up something that I am very comfortable and can use in my sleep without even looking and um, jumping into the new technology and kind of tell you, a little bit about what my experience was, how I managed that anxiety and stress the first, you know, couple of days. I'm not sure how long it would take me to get used to the new device. So I took the plunge and I contacted my AT&T representative. And indeed, I have been eligible for an upgraded phone for two years. Um, this just came yesterday and I wasn't so excited that I tore it open and got it, you know, got it ready and and jumped into it already. I stared at the box for quite some time and I figured let me jump on and get this journey documented. So I am going to unbox the device. It's exciting and kind of scary. It's beautiful actually. I got um, the graphite blue without my home button. Yeah, so I'm going to take a look at this. I'm assuming that I need to get this charged up in order to turn it on because I'm pressing around here and nothing is happening. So I think I need to get this charged up. I'm going to jump back on in a couple of days and share my experience. So wish me luck. I'm excited to get started taking a look at it. I'm excited that it's going to be faster and more up to date and I'm going to be able to maybe even multitask a little bit more with this new device. So um, yeah, we'll check back in in a couple of days. I look forward to seeing you again. Thank you.
So Victoria, thanks for letting us listen into your experience there when you got your new phone. So what exactly did you expect would happen with your new phone? Well, I had built up, you know, the the new phone, the newer technology had been out for quite some time. Um, I was on version seven of the actual device. They're up to 13. So <laughs> I think I think that they had changed the design somewhere around nine or 10. All of my family and friends have more of the updated model. So I was aware of the main difference, you know, my main, my main hesitancy of the loss of that, of that home button. I had built up these barriers without even having tried it or had an, had a poor experience trying using somebody else's, I had already built up a mental roadblock that that was going to be an impediment for me to be efficient and for the speed in which I multitask utilizing my phone as an integrated part of my professional day. So I really had built up this image in my head that that loss of that feature was going to slow me down and it was going to make me ineffective and inefficient. Mm -hmm. So how would you describe your overall attitude before you changed? Before I changed, I was absolutely stubborn. (laughs) <laughs> I, I I wouldn't say that I was terrified. You know, I, I think I was a little bit more annoyed because I thought I was going to be inconvenienced. And when uh-huh. you're a busy, you know, like when you're a busy mom, when you're a busy professional, as you know, um, having something that takes you out of your comfort zone a little bit or anything that's a change outside of your norm seems to be an inconvenience. It's uh-huh. an inconvenience to learn something new. It's an inconvenience to change something, even if it's going to be for your betterment. So uh-huh. I, I really do think that what I thought was going to happen was it was going to be an inconvenience and it was going to cause me frustration. And I was cringing at the thought of having to experience those couple of days of pain and frustration. Yeah. You know, I kind of feel like everybody probably has some of those same feelings. And I'm just curious, because it could probably be helpful to everybody to know what was it that helped you overcome those feelings to actually go forward with the change? It was really driven out of need. Um, As I expressed in the clip, I definitely had a technical challenge regarding the actual battery life and having to be plugged into the wall a majority of the time of my usage throughout the day really was really wasn't the best model to to be following, to be quite honest. And, you know, we had the trade show coming up at ISC West, and certainly I wasn't going to be able to be plugged in for part of the day at the show. I would be traveling a certain part of that and still have that necessity to stay connected to the office and the necessity to stay connected to my family. So I needed a device that I was going to be able to be mobile, to be fluid with video, to have the ability to take those pictures, to take those videos, and and mostly for the mobility. So it was it was forced, and it was forced sort of by that timeline of the impending trade show. Mm-hmm. This is good because I think about other changes, like let's say in business, if there's some pain happening, whether it be a pain that we has kind of slowly crept upon us and we don't necessarily feel it. Um, If we're losing accounts or 
if we're not gaining accounts, we're just kind of staying stagnant. We're not improving our business, which, you know, if we're not growing, uh, we're basically dying. Right. Um, you know, I feel like that is a form of pain and that could be a good motivator for people to, to change. And I also hear you talking about a vision, right? You have a vision for where you see micro key going, where you see marketing going, who you even see your vacation, right? You want to take those good pictures, um, with your new camera right? and you're looking to the future. And I think our listeners, you know, when you look to the future, what do you see? Do you have a clear vision for what you're doing? And if not, I think it's important that people get a feel for that because that can really help them overcome that pain of change. Well, in in addition, you know, from a a professional perspective in our industry, technology changes on a daily basis. So as soon as they buy cameras, as soon as they buy access control, as soon as they commit to, you know, particular uh, materials for installation components, they can be obsolete within a very short period of time. So mm-hmm. it's also sometimes a necessity to remain competitive, not just for sustenance or for, you know, your your future vision, but it's imperative to remain, you know, agile and competitive, especially when it comes to a technology perspective. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Okay. Victoria, are you ready for people to hear the second part of your experience, which is after you got the phone and opened it and had some experience using it? Yes, absolutely. All right, let's do it. Hi, everyone. Victoria Farrell. As promised, I wanted to do a quick follow-up. If you remember, I got my upgrade for the iPhone 13 Max Pro. So I took the plunge I did the update, got the phone. If you remember in the last video, um, I at the end, I said that I would plug it in and charge it and then get back to us on, on how this experience was with the transition. And actually come to find out when I went to the AT&T store to get a screensaver or a screen protector rather for the phone, the lady that helped me put the screen protector on was like, do you want me to turn the phone on for you? And I was like, no, I need to charge it still. And she was like, oh no, it comes charged. Do you have to turn it on? So very, uh, right out of the gate, I had it wrong. I didn't know how to turn the phone on. She showed me how to turn it on. I came home. Um, I followed the instructions to activate the phone to from the old phone to the new phone. It was really easy. I jumped on a website, typed in what they told me to type in, and the new uh, phone was immediately activated. I was able to set the backup from my old device to the new device. That was one of the gotchas. I didn't know that it was going to take a long time. It took approximately, I would say close to 18 hours for me to back up from my iCloud to the new phone. So that was a little bit of a, a, of a surprise to me. A couple of other things that um, I experienced during this transition I had to, most of the apps that I use on a daily basis, you know, like with the finger recognition um, or passwords that have been saved, like to my banks and and to other, you know, different sites or apps that I use on a regular basis, I had to reset up um, those, that security with the finger um, 
with the finger access. And then it allowed me to set up with the face recognition instead of using the fingerprint for the password. I did have to type in, retype in the password to some of the apps that didn't have that capability. And that was a little bit of a challenge because I didn't really recall. I, I had been using, you know, those apps for a long time. So I had to do like a password reset on a lot of the apps. A couple of other things. Um, I didn't know how to use some of the functionality of the phone. I had to search up on Google a couple of instructions, which wasn't a problem. It immediately brought me to the Apple help file with specifically what I looked in. I didn't know how to close out some of the windows that I had opened up in the browser. Um, I didn't know a couple of features like how to turn, how to actually power the phone off, how to see certain information that was available to me on this phone. So it's been a couple of days and um, not having the home button the first hour or so was very challenging for me. I was a little bit frustrated, but very quickly I became accustomed to doing the scroll up versus pressing the home button. Um, the transition took me totally to get used to it. I would say one full day of using the phone and I was fully operational in regards to all of the things that I need on a daily basis um, without it being a pain of change for me. So all in all the experience, this was a, this was a great experience for me, especially since I preach to the pain of change to you all on a very regular basis. I was very hesitant. I was very nervous about that uncomfortableness of the, ch the pain of change of going from one technology to the new technology. And now that I'm in it, um, I'm absolutely thrilled. The camera quality on this phone, I'm taking a little camera class, an iPhone camera class. The camera is awesome. Um, the speed of the phone is awesome. Not being tied to a cord um, and having to plug in every couple hours during the day has been extremely liberating and helping to be more productive. So all in all, um, it was just silly to be hesitant to change for such a long period of time, just because I was afraid of losing one specific feature that brought me comfort, or I thought was going to be too difficult for me to get over um, in the change. So wanted to just update you on this journey. If you are looking to make a change and you are afraid of the pain of change, I promise you that there is good things on the other side of that, of that pain of change. There are good things waiting for you. Go for it. Take the plunge. Thanks so much for joining me. Okay. Thanks again, Victoria, for letting us in on your experience. So how would you say it went overall? The pain that I had built up in my mind was absolutely irrational and was nowhere near what my actual experience was. I did have a couple of glitches where, you know, um, I didn't know that the phone will, you know, how to power the phone on. But yeah, you know, there was, there was, there were certain things that, you know, just what, if we stick to like the features of the new technology, there were certain things that, you know, I, I hesitated because I was kind of frozen. Like I didn't know how to do something. And then luckily I had my, 
you know, laptop open. It was during the work week that I had that I had actually done the transition and I was able to do a quick Google search and actually their help in regards to the different features and the how to's was was pretty easily accessible and you could watch a video or just read the steps. So I was very easily able to search up what I was unable to accomplish. And that lasted for, I don't know, maybe, maybe a couple of days, just here and there, I had some questions like, how do I do this? Or how do I do that? And then it was just like, it was part of my status quo from, Mm -hmm. from that part, part forward. And it, it really was as painless as it possibly could have been. And it didn't slow me down, not one bit. Um, I didn't have any scenarios where I was just like frozen and like, ah, I don't know what to do. It, it mm-hmm. didn't actually happen like that. Like I said, the biggest inconvenience to me was that whole thing where my trans, you know, my pass passwords for apps didn't transfer. Mm-hmm. And that was something that I wasn't prepared for because I'm not really good about, you know, keeping track of that or using the same one for a lot of things. So that, that, that was a little bit inconvenient to say the least. Um, But otherwise, the experience was pretty fluid. I was able to get on. I was able to start utilizing it immediately. And all of my stuff transferred over. And and really. 18 hours later. Yeah. That that was a surprise. (laughs) Well, because I don't delete a picture ever, even though it's all in the cloud. I still have everything, you know, on my on my device as well. So, yeah, I think that when people are making changes in their business or they have this vision of what the future is going to look like or what they want the future to look like, that's what starts them on the path to looking into something different or to exploring different opportunities for their business. Mm -hmm. They know what they want in the future, but then when they start getting the information or getting the research as to what they're looking to accomplish, you start to build up that fear of the pain of change. It's, Mm -hmm. It's like a psychological wall that you're building to that future or to that goal that you have for yourself. And you start to think to yourself, this is not going to, this is not going to be worth it. I think I should just continue to perpetuate something old, an old process, an old technology, um, just so that I don't have to go through that pain, that internal frustration and that internal pain. And and in actuality, the pain was so minimal for me. Um, Mm -hmm. And whatever pain that I did have, it was absolutely palatable. So mm-hmm. I, I absolutely um, was able to reap the benefits of the change immediately. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think that's another good tip that I think people can take with them is the future is a bright hope, right? We look to what we see our vision for our business or for our uh, home life, and we feel very passionate about those things. And we should feel very passionate about those things. And if we don't, you know, we've got some work to do Mm -hmm. um, for ourselves. And once you have that vision in mind, I feel like keeping that at the forefront, which is really what you did. I mean, you knew what you had to do. Mm -hmm. You knew why you had to do it and keeping that in the front of your mind, it seems like it helped those 
pains be much more palatable and didn't discourage you from moving forward. I do think that that's absolutely a true statement. Um, I do think that also I let those barriers to that future or to that direction that I needed to go leave me in a dysfunctional state for much longer period of time than I should have been. Mm-hmm. So um, a, a piece of advice that I would give to anybody that's faced with making, um, you know, either a, a huge personal change or a very big business change that's that might be a disruptor, you know, could be something as small as could be something as small as getting a new car, it could be something as big as selecting a new software solution for for your accounting, or for your monitoring station, or, you know, new hardware for, you know, your sales department to sell for the installations. It could be, you know, a range of things. Sitting in that dysfunctional state doesn't bring you any closer to those goals and it doesn't change. It doesn't change your your present in any positive way. Mm-hmm. So there's so there's not a, there's, you know, no positive mm-hmm. outcome from sitting <laughs> in your comfort zone in regards mm-hmm. to that. It's doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. They call that insanity, right? Correct. <laughs> Correct. So, yeah, I encourage people to, I encourage people, like you said, keep that vision in the forefront. And I think that one of the biggest takeaways that I can give to someone is don't be afraid to venture outside of that comfort zone, because that's where the growth happens oftentimes, especially when you're moving towards goals and when you're moving towards the future. So Victoria, one of the things that I'd like to do here in the podcast is to provide some more concrete tips for people like change management tip to help make the change easier, like maybe some planning or some risk mitigation or maybe a pro con list or. Uh, Well, I think that you're, you're right on with all of the options that you just presented, you know, the, the, the pro con list could be applicable in any scenario, you know, in a personal scenario, in a professional scenario, what are the risks that would include what could go wrong? Like what's the worst case scenario that could happen if I embark or if I embrace this change? If you're doing it from a business perspective, you write that that list out and then you compare it to the benefits of what you're going to get by actually moving forward with committing to that pain of change to get to that other side. I think that that's absolutely right on in regards to some tips that um, that folks can take very easily worst case scenarios. And often your mind creates so many more worst case scenarios than reality could possibly serve up to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if you, if you put like a likelihood of occurring next to some of those, like what's the real percentage of likelihood of that happening? Right. (laughs) And, you know, the other thing I wanted to ask Victoria is get your opinion on is if I'm sitting here and I'm thinking to myself, well, I don't really have any big changes coming up. Mm -hmm. What would you have to say to me? Well, I would say, gosh, I wish I was you. (laughs) (laughs) 
No, I mean, I guess what I'm saying is that we, we should all always be changing, right? Because nothing around us is sitting still. And if I'm sitting here on my laurels thinking I don't have any changes to make, I'm totally fooling myself. Well, absolutely. Especially in the security alarm industry, um, there is so much that changes in short periods of time that if you're sitting in your office and you're thinking, you know, we're good, you know, we don't need to make any changes. I would encourage you to look outward, look what's going on, visit one of your association meetings, like your state association meetings, jump on a webinar with one of these, you know, industry association meetings. Mm -hmm. There is change happening all around us. And I'm just speaking from, you know, a professional perspective, from a personal perspective, you know, you and I have talked in the past about, you know, evolving personally and, and the importance of, you know, doing that self-work and doing that hard work, you know, Mm -hmm. on, on ourselves personally, but from, you know, just from the very bare minimum, from a professional perspective, like you said, if, if you're sitting there thinking that you don't need to change, now is the time to go ahead and look at what's going on externally to you because there is change all around you. And I would be afraid if you don't catch on to what those changes are and how you need to continue to evolve your business, you might get left behind or you might start to become, you know, outsold by your competitors or by people in your space that are listening, queuing up and planning to embrace those changes. Yeah. And you know, the example that comes to my mind is video. Mm -hmm. You know, we were just talking the other day about how consumers are expecting video and they're expecting that video to be triggered when an alarm goes off. They expect that video and that alarm to go into the monitoring station together so that when that alarm goes off, the operator can see exactly what's happening. Things right. like that are common. They're, they're things that people are starting to expect. And if we're selling panels only, you know, we're falling behind. And if we're selling the cameras that are completely disjointed from the alarm system, again, we're falling behind. So there's just so many things that are happening and the industry is evolving so quickly. I, I, I couldn't agree more. I absolutely couldn't agree more. Well, Victoria, I can't thank you enough for sharing your personal experience. So do you have any news you'd like to share with our users for today's micro key in the news segment? Yeah. So a couple of things. Yesterday, we facilitated a wonderful discussion, a continuation of our series, The Rebirth of the Boutique Monitoring Station, Sell Mm. Value, Not Panels, with Mr. Wes Yusei of Guardian Alarm Systems and President and Principal of Checked. It was a really engaging conversation. It was extremely insightful. Lots of really good food for thought in regards to this whole concept of what we're talking about, um, change, going in with some slight changes to our business thinking, our business model, our methodology and sales to remain relevant, to evolve as the consumer is demanding us to evolve. And then also, I do have an update regarding our passion project 
the um, stewardship to the reforestation of the trees. Um, last month, we were able to donate funds to plant an additional, I think we did 3,000 more trees. So we're up to 12,000 trees. Wow, this calendar that's awesome. year. Yes. And our efforts have been centric to the Florida Everglades this first couple rounds. And I've and- hugged all of them. <laughs> all right. Thank you so much, Victoria. That was micro key in the news. Well, I'll tell you what, let's take a quick break because it's time for some guess what, Victoria? Um, could it be alarming humor? Oh, it's time for some <laughs> alarming humor. Ready for this? I don't know if I'll ever be ready, but please. I don't think our listeners are ready either, but why did the smartphone go to jail? Tell me, why did the smartphone go to jail? Because it was charged with battery. (laughs) (laughs) That's actually really bad. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, you want me to tell a different one? Let's, let's go for it. Okay. Since this is all about phones, right? What do you call it when you have your grandma on speed dial? I don't know. Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) No, I actually like that one. (laughs) All right, folks. So that was our version of alarming humor for today. You got your two for one special. So you all should feel special. So that will wrap up today's podcast. Thank you listeners so much for joining us. Thank you, Victoria, for your uh, awesome participation and letting us listen to your experience. We appreciate it. Everyone have a great day. Awesome. Thank you, Meredith. Have a good day, everyone. 